There is no justice in history. Understanding human history in the millennia following the agricultural revolution boils down to a single question. How did humans organize themselves in mass cooperation networks when they lacked the biological instincts necessary to sustain such networks? The short answer is that humans created imagined orders and devised scripts. These two inventions fill the gaps left by our biological inheritance. However, the appearance of these networks was, for many, a dubious blessing. The imagined orders sustaining these networks were neither neutral nor fair. They divided people into make-believe groups, arranged in a hierarchy, the upper levels enjoyed privileges and power, while the lower ones suffered from discrimination and oppression. Hammurabi's code, for example, established a pecking order of superiors, commoners, and slaves. Superiors got all the good things in life. Commoners got what was left. Slaves got a beating if they complained. Despite its proclamation of the equality of all men, the imagined order established by the Americans in 1776 also established a hierarchy. It created a hierarchy, a hierarchy between men who benefited from it and women whom it left disempowered. It created a hierarchy between whites who enjoyed liberty and blacks and American Indians who were considered humans of a lesser type and therefore not share in the equal rights of men. Many of those who signed the Declaration of Independence were slaveholders. They did not release their slaves upon signing the Declaration, nor did they consider themselves hypocrites. In their view, the rights of men had little to do with Negroes. The American order also consecrated the hierarchy between rich and poor. Most Americans at that time had little problem with the inequality caused by wealthy parents passing their money and businesses on to their children. In their view, Equality meant simply that the same laws applied to rich and poor. It had nothing to do with unemployment benefits, integrated education, or health insurance. Liberty, too, carried very different connotations than it does today. In 1776, it did not mean that the disempowered, certainly not blacks or Indians or, God forbid, women, could gain and exercise power. It meant simply that the state could not, except in unusual circumstances, confiscate a citizen's private property or tell him what to do with it. 
the American order thereby upheld the hierarchy of wealth, which some thought was mandated by God, and others viewed as representing the immutable laws of nature. Nature, it was proclaimed, rewarded merit with wealth while penalizing indolence. In the above-mentioned distinction between free persons and slaves, between whites and blacks, between rich and poor, are rooted in fictions. The hierarchy of men and women will be discussed later. Yet it is an iron rule of history that every imagined hierarchy disavows its fictional origins and claims to be natural and inevitable. For instance, many people have viewed the hierarchy of free persons and slaves as natural and correct have argued that slavery is not a human invention. Hammurabi saw it as ordained by the gods. Aristotle argued that slaves have a slavish nature, whereas free people have a free nature. Their status in society is merely a reflection of their innate nature. Ask white supremacists about the racial hierarchy, and you're in for a pseudo-scientific lecture concerning the biological differences between the races. You're likely to be told that there is something in Caucasian blood or genes that makes whites naturally more intelligent, moral, and hardworking. Ask a diehard capitalist about the hierarchy of wealth, and you are likely to hear that it is the inevitable outcome of objective differences in abilities. The rich have more money in this view because they are more capable and diligent. No one should be bothered then if the wealthy get better health care, better education, and better nutrition. The rich richly deserve every perk they enjoy. Figure 21, a sign on a South African beach from the period of apartheid, restricting its usage to whites only. People with lighter skin color are typically more in danger of sunburn than people with darker skin. Yet there was no biological logic behind the division of South African beaches. Beaches reserved for people with lighter skin were not characterized by lower levels of ultraviolet radiation. End of excerpt. Hindus who adhere to the caste system believe that cosmic forces have made one caste superior to another. According to a famous Hindu creation myth, the gods fashioned the world out of the body of a primeval being, the Purusa. The sun was created from the Purusa's eye, the moon from the Purusa's brain, the Brahmins, priests, from its mouth, the Krastiyas, Kshas, rather, Kshatriyas, the warriors, from its arms, and the Vaishyas, peasants and merchants, from its thighs, and the Shudras, servants, from its legs. 
accept this explanation and the socio-political differences between Brahmins and Shudras are as natural and eternal as the differences between the sun and the moon. The ancient Chinese believe that the that when the goddess Nua created humans from earth, she netted, rather needed, aristocrats from fine yellow soil, whereas commoners from, were formed from brown mud. Yet to the best of our understanding, these hierarchies are all the product of human imagination. Brahmins and Shudras were not really created by the gods from different body parts of a primeval being. Instead, the distinction between the two castes was created by laws and norms invented by humans in northern India about 3,000 years ago. Contrary to Aristotle, there is no known biological difference between slaves and free people. Human laws and norms have turned some people into slaves and others into masters. Between blacks and whites, there are some objective biological differences such as skin color and hair type, but there is no evidence that the differences extend to intelligence or morality. Most people claim that their social hierarchy is natural and just while those of other societies are based on false and ridiculous criteria. Modern Westerners are taught to scoff at the idea of racial hierarchy. They're shocked by laws prohibiting blacks to live in white neighborhoods, or to study in the white schools, or to be treated in white hospitals. But hierarchy of rich and poor, which mandates that rich people live in separate and more luxurious neighborhoods, study in separate and more prestigious schools, and receive medical treatment in separate and better equipped facilities, seems perfectly sensible to many Americans and Europeans. Yet it's proven rather a proven fact that most rich people are rich from the simple reason that they were born into a rich family while most poor people will remain poor throughout their lives simply because they were born into a poor family.